Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alright, greetings, good day, and welcome back to Gather by the Ghostlight, original stories for Radio Theater. I'm Jonathan Cook, your host, producer, and sometimes voice actor on this thing. And today's episode is the Season 3 Finale, or Finale. I don't know why I said it weird, I'm just, I'm, I'm weird sometimes, but... Anyway, have no worries about any sort of hiatus happening between seasons, because season four is right around the corner. We're going to be cranking that up in just a few weeks. But for now, we're going to finish off season three with the world premiere of a brand new story. You know, it's been over a year since I've produced one of my own plays on this podcast. There's so much great work out there written by my fellow playwrights that during the year, I like to just sort of give them the front seat, you know, get their work out into the world. But today... To close out this season, you're going to hear a new story written by me called Lenora. You are about to meet a man named Vincent, whose daughter has recently been having strange dreams. Today he's visiting a therapist to talk about all these bizarre occurrences he's witnessed while she sleeps. Now, gather around the ghost light, sit back and enjoy. This is Lenora, written by your host, Jonathan Cook. And be sure to stick around after the story to hear special guest Rob Smith conduct an interview with this writer. Hi, Vincent? Uh, Yes. Hi. (laughs) Sorry to keep you waiting. I'm Dr. Hadley. It's a pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Please. You can sit if you like. Um, Thank you for seeing me on such short notice. I don't normally do this without an appointment, but I was told that you have an urgent matter and you need to talk to someone. Yes. Something about your daughter? Yes. Tell me about her. Um, her name is Lenora. Uh, she's seven years old. <laughs> very, very clever. Very chatty. Uh, never had any trouble making friends. <laughs> she sounds a lot like my niece. That girl is a true extrovert and always has something new to share. You say her name is Lenora? Yes. Lenora Marie. That's a beautiful name. Any siblings? No. Just her. she in school? Not today. Uh, She was eating pancakes with my wife when I left the house. Well, I guess we all need a day off every now and then. So, what's on your mind, Vincent? What brought you here today? Well, uh... A few weeks ago, Lenora, she started having very vivid dreams. I think that happens to all of us from time to time, don't you? Maybe vivid is the wrong word. I mean, when she sleeps at night, her dreams, they come to life. They manifest in her room. Meaning? Well, one night... I was walking down the hallway, and I heard a noise coming from her bedroom. It sounded like rain. I opened the door, and sure enough, a steady rain was pouring down from the ceiling, and it was this small puppy splashing around in the puddles that were on the floor. 
And Lenora was lying in her bed, fast asleep. Sounds like you might have a leak in your roof. No, 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 it was a dry night. But also, we don't have a puppy. But I watched as this little dog happily jumped in and out of the water, yapping occasionally, raindrops bouncing off every surface in her room. And as I was standing there, trying to make sense of what I was seeing, Lenora suddenly woke up from her dream and it all disappeared, like magic. No rain, no puddles, and no puppy. I don't mean to sound skeptical, but tell me, is there any chance that maybe you were dreaming? That's a fair question. And for a while I thought the same. But no, I wasn't. The next night, I heard strange sounds coming from her room again. More rain? No, no, it was screeches, howls, and all sorts of different animal noises. So I opened the door, and the animal mural from her wallpaper had come to life. There, swinging around her room, were monkeys, and they were blue, just like on the wallpaper. So... That noise you heard, it was monkeys. No, 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 not, not just monkeys. Other animals were there as well. Uh, there was a tiger, a bunch of different birds. I even saw this giant elephant sipping water from a small stream. It was like I had entered a vast jungle. Vines curved along her bedside and branches hung down from the ceiling. Animals, all around. And your daughter, she was where? Sleeping in her bed? Yes, yeah. Her bed was there amid the forest, and she was asleep, just like the night before. I have to ask, how big is her room? That's a lot of animals and jungle to fit into a child's bedroom. Right, right, that's the thing. It was her small room that I entered, but once inside, it was bigger. The space expanded in some way, an endless landscape of wilderness. That is quite a sight, Vincent. Right. But even with all these wild creatures running around, there was a sense of peace in the room. I felt a calmness come over me as I watched these animals wandering around in harmony. There was no predator or prey. They were all equal. A perfect society. And once again, when Lenora woke up, it all vanished. The animals, the jungle, it was all gone. And the room, it had reduced down to its normal size again. She looked up at me with big eyes, curious as to why I was standing there in her room. I asked her what she had been dreaming about, and she told me that she was... In a magical forest playing with all the lovely animals. This all sounds like a fantasy, Vincent. An incredible, magical fantasy. She has quite an imagination. This went on and on for weeks. Every night, something different. I've seen flowers grow from her bedroom floor. A rainbow arching over her bed. I mean, I even met Viking Vanessa in person. Viking Vanessa? What's that? Her favorite cartoon character. (laughs) Wow. They'll turn anything into a cartoon nowadays. She was very nice. Okay. How about this? Let's take a look at this from another perspective. You've witnessed all these beautiful moments while your daughter slept. But let me ask you. No, it hasn't always been pleasant. How about we think about your daughter's point of view? Make no mistake. It got worse. Okay. Okay, I'm listening. Last week, I went to check on her just like I have been doing every night. My normal routine. And when I opened the door to her room, an awful stench struck me. And there, standing near her bed, was some kind of troll. I guess it was a troll. Mangy hair, crooked, sharp teeth, and growling. She must have been having a nightmare. It was so menacing and hovered over her like some kind of wild scavenger. It's the scariest thing I'd ever seen. I approached it slowly, and it snarled at me. Oh, this is interesting. What did you do? Instinct kicked in. I had to protect my little girl. 
I grabbed it and it attacked me. It even left the scar. See? Oh, oh, oh my, uh, that looks infected. Have you had someone look at this? I wouldn't know how to explain it. Vincent, hey, listen to me. You really must see a doctor about this. I wrestled hey, with that hideous thing for what felt like hours. I had never been so worn out in my life. At one point, I climbed onto the bed and I tried my best to wake Lenora up. I shook Lenora. her hard, calling Lenora, her name up. again and again. Lenora, this is your father. Wake up. Hoping that she Time would snap up. out of it. Come on, let's go. I we begged go. her to open her eyes so that monster on, would disappear, up, but I couldn't wake her up. The creature jumped on my back and clawed at me even more. I swung it off and I continued to defend my heart, my Lenora. That is a very brave thing you did. I know your daughter means the world to you. She does. So much. I've never been in a fight in my whole life, but something primal in me took over as I stood ground with that vile thing. I had no weapons to defend myself, nothing. But I wasn't about to let anything harm my little girl. And she eventually woke up, right? Thankfully. And this monster, it disappeared? Yes. Just like all the other nights. And when she woke up, I was all bloody, battered, and bruised, but she still recognized me. Daddy, come here. And then she asked me to come to her to get close. I could barely move, but I did as she asked, and she hugged me harder than she ever has before. It was like she knew the struggle I went through to protect her. Vincent, I feel the love you have for Lenora. I feel it so much. I have no children of my own, but I can tell that you are a great father and loyal to your family. My daughter, she's all I have in this world. So, why today? You say this has been going on for weeks. Why did you wait until now to come see me and to talk about this? Well, last night... Last night was different. What happened? Last night was calm. It was the calmest night in weeks. I went to check on Lenora and... I saw my wife next to her, holding her hand while she slept. The room appeared normal and Lenora looked very peaceful. No nightmares, no nothing. Well, that's great. That's progress. As I was standing there, she woke and sat up in her bed, very dazed and still very tired. She wrapped her arms around her mother and laid her head on her shoulder. And I asked Lenora, I asked her what she had been dreaming about. <laughs> she told me she couldn't remember. I can't remember. Then my wife kissed her forehead and eased her back down while singing her a lullaby. And after she went back to sleep, my wife and I went to bed. Well, it sounds like things may be getting back to normal. No creatures, no scenery, no visions in the room at all. Whatever was happening, it sounds like it's over. Dr. Hadley, my wife died six months ago. That was Lenora. It was performed by Kate Daly as Dr. Hadley, Matt Hoffman as Vincent, and Mia Price as Lenora. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. 
You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. All right, friends. Uh, okay, so this is the part of the show where I would usually interview the writer of the episode. Um, but in this case, I am the writer of the episode, and I certainly can't interview myself. Well, I guess I could. It'd be weird, but I, I could do that. Um, but got the next best thing. I uh, asked my good buddy Rob Smith to uh, to come over. He has his own podcast, um, Chewing the Fat with Big Rob, and I thought he'd be a, a, a good good choice for this. Hey, Rob. Hey. So you couldn't get anybody else, huh? Uh, well, fun fact. Fun mm-hmm. fact. All right. So I originally, okay, so you, you kind of already know this, but you weren't the first guest host that I asked to come on and do this thing. Yeah. Um, originally, I, usually I'm not. So. Yeah. So I reached out to my good friend, Conan O'Brien. You know, uh, some some people probably heard of him. He's got his own podcast that he mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. interviews people as well. So I thought he might be a good choice. But, you know, he, he interviews people that, you know, a lot of people probably never heard of. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And so yeah. we were trying to work that out, but we just couldn't get the scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of East Coast, West Coast thing. Yeah. 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 You know, time zones. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he did, he handed my information off to his friend, um, comedian Bill Burr. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And and so I'm just sitting there and out of the blue, Bill calls me up and he's just like, uh, hey, there, sweet cheeks. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 hey, you're looking for someone to interview you on your podcast. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's Bill, uh, Bill Burr." Um, but then I got, I got to thinking, uh, you know, this Bill's a comedian, and yeah. I told him, I was like, "You know, this play isn't really a comedy. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. it, you just might not have the right vibe for this." I, I, and yeah, um, yeah. and so I, you know, I told him maybe, maybe down the road, next time I do a comedy, I'll get you on. Um, and yeah. then, and so from there, I contacted a couple of other mm-hmm. hosts mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. different podcasts, um, and I got to thinking, you know what? I'm going to ask my daughter. Yeah. My daughter Sophie. Yeah. She's 11 years old. Um the the play features a child and I was just like, you know, and this would be yeah. cute, you know, yeah. the, my my own daughter interviewing me, so I went to her and I was like, uh Sophie, I mean, w- would you like to interview daddy on his on his podcast thing he does? Yeah. And yeah. man, she acted like she didn't even know who I was. Uh. She looks at me in my face and she says, "New phone, who dis?" walks away wow so yeah so wow. so then i contacted my my good buddy rob here rob yeah, smith and yeah. i was like rob you have your own podcast you interview yeah. people all the time yeah yeah could you recommend someone for me to contact oh. for oh, yeah. to to uh hey, i remember to, to that get in touch with and you gave me this short list i went through them yeah and finally i went back to you yeah and i was like uh <laughs> All right, so this what am I going to do? I was like, you know, you talk to people on your podcast. I talk to people on my podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, what if we just, but just what, what if we talk to each other? What if we do that? What if we do that? And I was like, how much would you charge me for that? And, yeah. <laughs> you know, you were just like, give me a number two from McDonald's. We'll call it straight. Exactly. <laughs> and, and there we go. And here we are. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's an honor to be considered and to be nominated. I, uh, I just know. on the long list is is okay, you know, and I appreciate I, that. Well, hey, well, uh, I, I feel like uh, <laughs> I, I have had you on my podcast before, so I thought, you know, maybe you would have remembered that more readily. But I mean, you know, it's okay. I, it's, I mean, hey, it's, you're, it's okay. you're here now. I'm here now. Um, so and let's, cr- let's, crazy enough, many people out there have already heard your voice on yeah. this podcast. Well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you do call me when you need like you know actors and stuff. Yes, because you, know, you are an actor, and yeah. I've used your voice talent in numerous episodes. You're my go-to Santa Claus. <laughs> I appreciate I've had, that. I've had Santa Claus on three or four episodes. <laughs> You've also played Satan. Yes. Um, yeah, in yeah. a play called "It's a Wonderful Satan," yeah. written by John Maybe, and you've been on several other episodes yeah, and you know what i um, i appreciate you having me on and giving me a chance to stretch my uh vocal cords uh to to do a few uh, different voices and stuff absolutely like that. absolutely now uh before we get into our thing you, you have your own podcast chewing the fat with big rob absolutely give us the quick summary of that just so people know your experience with talking to people yeah it is you're, you're it, a person you, you talk to people i do so. i do it, it is a it is an interview-based podcast where uh we talk about uh, things that folks are into uh you know whether it be actor uh, i have a lot 
lot of actor friends, a lot of musician friends, a lot of other podcaster friends. And so we talk about those things, what they're going through. But a lot of it is actually it's a it's a mental health and positivity uh, centered podcast, because I always ask the question, how do you keep the darkness at bay? Uh, mm -hmm. because we all grow through those days where, uh, the world feels like it is just crushing in on us and that there's just no hope out there. Uh, and one of the things that, uh, depression tells us is that we're alone. And I think that having the opportunity to hear other people say that they're going through the same thing you are, it helps you realize you're actually not alone. And there are other people dealing with that. And maybe that gives you the ray of hope to keep going. Uh, so that's that's the crux of the podcast is I would love for people to to find some hope in uh, what other people are going through and to know that there's some commonality out there. We all have those days where we just stand in the shower and let the hot water hit us because <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, you just don't want to do anything else. So. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And like I said, I, I've been on there before. And yeah. I guess one of the things that I like about your podcast is that everyone has a different perspective on yeah. it. No one gives you really the same answer. You yeah. just, you're getting everyone's point of view on it. So. Absolutely. And, and, cool. and that's, and like I said, that's the thing is that every, there's that common thread that everybody kind of goes through the same stuff. They handle it in different ways. So maybe by listening to, uh, folks chew the fat about what they've got going on can give somebody a, a either way to reapproach something that they might be going through, or again, to have that perspective that they're not alone in it as well. So nice. nice. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So if anyone wants to listen to that chewing the fat with big Rob, yeah, it's on all podcast players, just like, just like this podcast is. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, about the play everyone just heard this play that I wrote called Lenora. Um, so now, now I'm just going to, Hand it off yeah, to we'll, you. We'll trade it off because you've been kind of interviewing me. That's why I turned to interview <laughs> I know, you. I know, so. I know. I just, I just wanted to, wanted to, you know, give you a little bit of that spotlight. Well, you know I appreciate saying? that. I appreciate <laughs> right. that. So, Lenora, um, where, where did you come up with the idea for Lenora? I mean, as a, a playwright, uh, you know, I think I feel like you have a lot of stuff that's going on and just pieces of life that kind of like put, uh, you know, pushpins in memories as you're going. It's like, oh, this might be cool to do this. This might be cool to this. So what was the pushpin for Lenora? Well, I'll tell you, this is kind of an idea that I've had for years, um, except originally it was I had this idea of a dad with a child. It wasn't necessarily a son or a daughter, um, but it, it was a dad with a child and the child had this sort of unique gift to where whatever they thought about or where they wish for could just, they can make it real. Mm. Um, and then, so like I said, I've been just kind of sitting on that idea for years, like many other ideas. And then back in January, um, there was a college that put out a submission call with a, with a prompt. It was mm -hmm. like, they wanted plays based on dreams, mm. interpret it however you want, but it has to be kind of dream related in some way. Okay. Um, so I just started thinking, and I just remembered this story I had. I was like, you know, what if it's not, what if it's not the child wishes for it or he thinks about it? What if it's just something that happens when, and it turned out I wanted to be a daughter. So what if it's something that happens when she sleeps and her dreams just sort of come to life in her room? Wow. And while she doesn't know what's happening, her dad witnesses it all. And this is him. The story is sort of a snapshot of him at the therapist talking about it, finally talking to someone, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and that's kind of, uh, so I, I submitted it and, um, I, just, just recently I found out they actually accepted it. So I, I wrote this play for them. They just, it had to be five pages left. They wanted like a, just a five minute script. And that's right. why I was able to write this so quickly. I was like, yeah, five pages. I got this idea. Let me do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then recently they, um, they accepted it and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I did, did something right. <laughs> with wow. It. So um, was the, the audio version that we just heard, is it, uh, was it pre being performed or were they actually performing it when you submitted it? Or was it just a script submission type contest? When uh, I submitted it to, it was at Valencia College in Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, it was just a script at the time. I wasn't okay. even planning to put it on the podcast. But after I wrote it and I was just feeling really good about it. Mm -hmm. And then the whole, you know, season finale thing. I was like, you know what? I haven't done one of my plays in over a year. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to, I got this new script. Let me just, so this is kind of the world premiere because this is going to release before they do it they're doing it april 14th that weekend okay um this is gonna you know come out late march uh so so yeah this is kind of the world premiere of the audio play and mm -hmm. they're going to kind of have the premiere of the stage play version which they're pretty similar except in the audio version you kind of hear 
the flashback stuff going on as gotcha. he talks about it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and depending on when you're listening to the podcast, actually, you someone may have actually seen the live performance before actually hearing your version of it on <laughs> the podcast true. as well. So, I, I mean, I think that's a that's a great thing about podcasts is like you kind of create these things, you put them out into the world. And I, as a podcaster, believe your your biggest fan has never heard your show yet. So, <laughs> so it's just a little soldier that's out there and someone will find it or it will find its audience. So uh, it would be really interesting to find out from someone if they've seen the play uh, in Florida before they actually heard the podcast and to, to get some feedback from them on, right. on, or the, some on the people. Um, yeah. Some people that know the stage plays getting performed, people that live in Orlando, they might hold off. They'd be like, oh, let me see the stage version first. And then yeah. I'll tune in the audio and just kind of see the difference. Or they, you know, vice versa. They yeah, hear absolutely. The audio first. Yeah, that's really cool. When you, when you are, because I know you've produced a lot of um, these audio dramas for other playwrights and things like that. Your process, obviously, when it's your material is a little different, I think, than... Uh, when you're listening, when you're reading someone else's script, or maybe you saw a production and you're like, oh, I want to do an audio version of this. Mm -hmm. um, what does that process look like for you when you're, when you're dissecting the script? Uh, because you are very good at um, diegetic sound and non-diegetic sound uh, in your show, in your, uh, as I call them shows, that's what they are. I mean, in your, <laughs> in your episodes and in your, the way you produce these, um, for the sounds that the actual characters are hearing being the diegetic sound, but then also the non-diegetic, the sound, just the stuff that adds atmosphere, whether it be a score or uh, a music or something like that, that you've layered on top of that. So when you're sitting down, you've got a piece of paper. What is going on in your head? <laughs> well, I guess let me start off by saying that I guess the process for my own plays isn't that much different than when I'm producing someone else's. Because oh. um, one promise I can make to every writer I've already worked with and every writer that I've worked gonna work with in the future is that I treat every play like I wrote it myself. You know, oh. I don't, I don't, you know, half-ass productions or just settle. No, you know, as, don't. as I'm editing, you know, I make sure the voice actors were at their best that day. I every sound effect, every piece of music is all carefully chosen, whether, mm -hmm. you know, no matter who wrote it. Um, so just want to start by saying that that's a guarantee I can give to every playwright out there that ever works with me. Um, now, as far as when I'm looking for scripts and the scripts that I do find, I know the first couple of playwrights that I produced that weren't my own, mm -hmm. which was in the the first year, they were plays that I saw stage versions of. Gotcha. And I remembered them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wasn't actively looking for scripts, but I remembered them from, you know, years back, five or six years. And um, I still had their contact info and I, I reached out and I was like, hey, you don't remember me, but uh, I remember seeing thing. your play. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I was wondering if I could um, could, do, could do your play on the podcast. And and of course, they, they were cool. And, you know, especially after they heard it, they were just like, oh, man, I didn't know it was going to be such great quality, you know, because <laughs> there's so many, you know. <laughs> Always the tone of surprise. I know. There's so many podcasts out there that do exactly yeah. what I do. And they're all various levels of experience. And yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of so when I'm looking for plays when I'm actually actively looking for scripts and I'm searching on the new play exchange for scripts. The first thing I look at is, you know, is it a good story? You know, is yeah. it going to connect the people? Yeah. Is it engaging? And then I give it a second read and I'm like, okay, can I hear it? Is mm. the space, are they in a space where there'd be a lot of reverb? Is there something to play with here as far as the atmosphere and texture? Mm -hmm. um, like in the latest episode, open mic night, the, the one of the actresses, she's supposed to be on stage talking into a microphone. I was like, that, that's a nice little, Extra Great. piece of texture for that character that the other characters won't have that effect on their voice. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so as I'm reading scripts, I look for little things like that, um, and and just is there room for sound effects and music, and then just all of that combined is kind of how I make my decision if this is going to be a good audio play or not. Because <clears throat> yeah. some plays are fantastic as stage plays, but they may have too many visual cues, right? And they may have won awards, they may have been produced all over the world, but when I read it, and I'm just like. There's some things I just can't recreate. <laughs> yeah, there's no audio cues that you can because yeah. that's what you're doing. You're you're painting yeah. atmosphere with sound. Yes, um, and it, and if if you 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 don't have the advantage of visuals to 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 create that atmosphere, so you're trying to say, okay, what does that sound like? Yeah, and in a lot of cases, a lot of cases the visual cues are minor, and I'll get in touch with the writer and I'll be like, hey, you know, um, can we kind of clean this up? Can we kind of change the way something said here or 
if they're referencing something, but it's not actually mentioned, I'm like, can they actually say what they're doing rather than right? Right. Because someone sitting in the audience in a stage version, they'll they'll see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you just got to clean up little things. Um, and every writer I've worked with has been so accommodating with that kind of thing. I've never had anyone tell me, no, no, you perform it as is. You hear horror stories <laughs> of writers that are like that. Right. And I've just never come across one that's been like, no, no, don't don't touch my words. I want it exactly how it's written. Wow. And I, 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 I guess it's a blessing <laughs> to, yeah. to have worked with people like that. Um, but I'm just like... Or is that just a myth of hearing about those horror writers? I never come across them. Mm. Well, you know, and and maybe it's just the your reputation as a playwright yourself, and maybe that gives you some some gravitas with another playwright because you literally understand the process because you don't just produce plays for audio. You plays you produce stage plays. You create shorts. Uh, you you do long form plays. You just uh, rewrote Lobster Man into a full length play, right? So yes, two act yes, now? It's Yes. It can be done without uh, Just if people don't know, Lobster Man is a short play I wrote, shoot, a decade ago. And uh, I recently adapted it to a full length play and um, it's getting, I guess they're calling it a it's not treatment. it's not a it's not a full production but i guess it's like a glorified stage reading mm. in in san diego uh, okay. kind of a, a present presentation and it'll be the first time anyone hearing the long version so i'm really excited about it um but yeah so little little things like that um yeah can kind of give me a little credibility i've had a lot of plays produced over the years but so has all the writers i've worked with you know yeah. um we're all i like to think that we're all on the same level but many of them had have way more success than i have yeah yeah um, and that's just how it goes with any um occupation really right, right and i mean i think a lot of that also depends on where you're at i mean we are here in uh gulf central in augusta georgia i mean you've won porter fleming awards but, right but right. a porter fleming award is pretty much an augusta award well it's a southeast southeast it okay. stretches up to like virginia it, oh okay. yeah it's the whole southeast area but yeah it's regional it's right. not like a worldwide right it's not an emmy or a, right 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 or or, yeah. or or an oscar or something like that but i definitely think that you could at some point, if if that's the if that's the goal, because I I feel like you are a goal getter. You you are the type of person if you see something and you want it, you're going to make it happen. I, I try, and coincidentally, I submitted Lenora to Porter Fleming this year. So very good. And they announce winners for that, uh, I believe, in April. So we'll see. Okay. Maybe, maybe maybe it'll be a <laughs> maybe by the time somebody uh, hears this, you'll, it will be a Porter <laughs> Fleming Award winning. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, play. I don't know. Like I said, it was the newest one I had at the time, and they were you know doing their annual. Submission call. I was like, "Here, well, here you go. I got yeah. this one." <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I, and uh, I noticed. Uh, I think I texted you uh, maybe a month or so ago um, that the Tribeca Film Festival actually has uh, a category now for podcasts for audio drama style podcasts yes. as well. Yes, I saw that, and um, I missed the deadline. Uh, <laughs> I know. I yeah. was really. I was so excited when you texted me next it year. Was just next year. I know. It was just one of those moments where it's like I got it, and I was like, "Oh man, that's so cool!" And then I was like. I was in the middle of something, uh-huh. and then when I looked back at it, I was like, "Oh, let me." Oh shoot, missed, missed the it. deadline. I know, yeah. but next time, next time. But, we'll but I think uh, that just shows you that this format, uh, podcasting, audio dramas, those are things that people are craving again. There are people that are seeking them out. They're mm-hmm. they're they are not just, you know, some guy in his basement, you know. Although they're a great podcast with some guy in his basement, I am some guy in his basement podcast well, I think we're myself. We're both some guys so. in our basement. Yeah, Except but, I don't have a literal basement. I just have this room right. in my house. Yeah. It's more of an attic. You're in an attic <laughs> as opposed to a basement. Uh, but yeah, I, I I feel like you know there's a desire for people to find quality entertainment, and and now there are uh, groups that are recognizing that quality entertainment on on different levels than what they have prior uh i believe um the um imdb internet movie database movie database now actually accepts audio dramas and podcasts as yes uh, and that surprised me see i was actually a um i was a guest on another podcast last year in october the frightmare theater mm -hmm. and i was just looking at my imdb profile one day and i i saw that i was on i had a credit for frightmare theater i was like wait a minute i was like that's it and i looked i was like they accept podcast series Next day, I'm loading up all mine. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that. I have a storytelling podcast. Let me get all my actors, their yeah. credits, and all my writers. Um, so it was like 48 episodes to go through, and mm-hmm. I put everything in there. So 
all the writers, some of them never even had mm-hmm. a credit. So I created the profile for them, which, you know, you're allowed That's to do awesome. that when you're, um, when you're creating, <laughs> when you're putting into the stuff. So. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And like I said, uh, it it speaks to what you do, the creative process you go through the, and the desire for people to find that work and to acknowledge the work that's being done, that there's such good stuff that's out there. Um, you're not just a a writer, you are a performer as well, as you say on the intro that you do, or you're sometimes voice actor, but you're also a stage actor as well. Uh, I know here recently you played Shakespeare, another playwright. Uh, Was that typecasting? (laughs) Did you get the role because you were a playwright? Uh, no, that was, that was last year. That was something rotten. Um, I don't do musicals often, yeah. uh, so when I auditioned, I really didn't think I was going to get it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I so yeah, I played Shakespeare in that last year. Yeah, I do a lot of stage acting. Just been doing it since. I, that's actually how I started writing because you know, doing so much acting over the years, you get scripts in your hand, and then finally one day you're just like, you know what? I think I can do this. You know, yeah. I, you get you get a feel for how the dialogue flows. You get a feel for what makes a good play, what makes a great play. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how I got started in the writing was all the stage acting over the years. So That's, a, that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. And it's funny you say you don't do musicals a whole lot because you're actually a musician as well. Uh, I, I know it's been a while since you played yeah, with has. your band. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I did. I, I, you know, I, was, I started playing guitar in high school. You know, I played in several heavy metal bands because, yeah. you know, it's into, it's into the, the metal music. And, you know, we released uh, the, the last band I was in released an album. It's on Spotify. You can. What's the name of the band? It. It's called uh, Nine Day Descent. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that that's on there. It's, uh, I think we released it actually 2012, like a decade ago. So, yeah, so people, you know, people that search for me online, they're going to see a variety of things I've done over the years. But, you know, eventually you get so many creative endeavors that you just got to focus on one. And then I eventually got into this audio play thing and I still do, you know, short film work and all that stuff, which mm-hmm. that that's kind of where my start with sound design yeah. happened because, you know, when you're making short films, it's not, it's not just about the visual all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if sometimes you got to design your own sound work, and if it's uh, if if it's something happening on that side of the screen, you kind of pan the speakers. And so I, I even do that with the audio plays. If a if a character walks across the room, if you're wearing earbuds or headphones yeah. or you have it connected to your car, you'll actually hear the footsteps go, and their voice will follow it. It'll pan with it. Yes, yeah, so I'm particular that kind of detail when I'm edit edit these things. Um, but then I find out that some people just kind of listen to it on their phone speakers. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I put in all that effort to make the panning effects, but here, okay, well, at least you're listening to it. Yeah, it's okay. but the, I, yeah. I guarantee you though, uh, the people that do listen to it with the ear pods or the, in the car stuff, they may not instantly recognize that that's happened, but I know, I know as an audio person myself, I, I'm very interested in the sound audio quality. And I do that with my podcast. Mm-hmm. I have like my guests are offset so that we're not, you know, in the dead center and everybody's, you know, all like that. So uh, I can appreciate that as an audio person uh, myself that you put that kind of quality into it. And, and speaking of which the quality of audio and, and the things that you strive for this uh, play, Lenora, it's the first time you actually had someone score a play, correct? Yes. Yes. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Um, so, you know, th- there's a composer named Exist Strategy. That's what he goes by. And I've used his music on several episodes before, like four or five, maybe six episodes. Um, and I always, you know, anytime I've contacted him, I let him know what track. I'm just like, hey, is it cool if I, if I use this? Um, mm-hmm. And he's always been completely accommodating and just like, yeah, man, go ahead. Thanks for letting me know. Let me, let me know when the episode releases so I can hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but this time, man, there's, there's sort of this, this song that's just been in my head for years. And as I was writing this and as I was listening to the voice actors and I was editing it, I was like, you know what? I really love to use this song that I have in my head. And so I got in touch with him and I, I was like, man, I know this is kind of a weird request, but if I just got out my crappy keyboard and I just played like a simple melody and emailed it to you. Could you kind of do your thing with it? Your exist mm-hmm. strategy composition, you know, do your own style, just kind of touch it up, spice it up, add harmonies, however you want. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, yeah, I can take a whack at it. And I was, I was surprised. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I got yeah. out, so I got out my crappy little <laughs> Casio keyboard <laughs> 
And I was just, and I recorded, it was, you know, it sounded sloppy. It was out of time. Yeah. And I sent it to him. And um, within like nine or 10 hours, he had gotten back to me with just a quick, you know, a couple of minutes of a score. Yeah. Based on that simple melody I sent him, except mm -hmm. he made it sound so much better. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, technically I wrote it, but it's like, I, I still would call him the composer because it was really, he's the one that brought it to life. Right, right. Um, and, and so, yeah, that is the first time I've ever hired a composer to write a song for one of these audio plays. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have all kinds of subscription services where you can just kind right. of choose from a bank of royalty-free music and yeah. sound effects. And that's what I've done in all previous episodes. <clears throat> Other than with him in particular, he's he's kind of his own guy. He's not on the royalty-free stuff. So anytime I've right. used his music, I've always contacted him directly. Mm -hmm. And um, he's always been cool with it. So yeah, that was a... Uh, that was a first for for this episode. So. Yeah, and this is episode number. This is gonna be number forty nine. Number forty nine, and this so, is season finale. Season for finale. Season three. So season four, which season? This is season four. Season four. No, this is the finale of three. Okay. Okay. Season yeah, four yeah. is just. There's gonna be not gonna be any legit break. Is season four is gonna start up next month? Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, and uh, you know that's gonna start off with episode number fifty. Wow. Wow. Anything? Any big plans for? Uh, number 50? Well, I don't do this often. Okay. But I actually, instead of me actively looking for scripts myself, I put out a submission call. Okay. On In the playwriting groups. Mm -hmm. And um, I've gotten over 200 submissions so far. So I have a lot of wow. reading to do. Wow. And I've already started. Um, and you know, when you got that many plays coming in, again, you you figure out pretty quickly what's a good play and what's a great play. Yeah. Um, and it's so, and like I said, the ones that I initially read that I like, that I'm like, oh, that's a great play. I have to go back and read them again just to see if I, mm -hmm. if I hear it as I read it. Um, yeah. so, that, so there's a couple of steps when selecting a script, but for now I just have a lot of reading to do and I'll hopefully I'll have something <laughs> before I record the next one. Yeah. So, and, and you know, I know you're, you're a solo shop as far as the production of this goes i mean yes you you bring in voice actors and you get people to help with music and stuff like that but as far as like the actual you know nuts and bolts putting it together it's all it's all you so with with reading 200 scripts uh, is it like you got you got to grab me in a synopsis or or the character breakdown or or i gotta i give you page one and if i'm not in page one i'm i'm putting it on an, on a <laughs> read over again in a month pile well for my guidelines, I you know fifteen pages or less. Mm -hmm. um, if if I do ever venture off into doing a full length play, I don't think that's going to be submission call. That's just going to be me actively Reaching looking out. myself, yeah. uh, and then I'll reach out to uh, whatever playwright if I find a play of theirs that I like. Um, so with that in mind, since this over two hundred submissions is fifteen pages or less, I I read every script okay. <laughs> from page one to the end. Wow. Um, I do read the synopsis. I try not to pay attention to who wrote it. Yeah. At first, yeah. um, just because I don't want any bias, you know. Uh, so I'll just I'll read the quick synopsis, and then I'll I'll read entire script, page one to the last page, and from there I just kind of I put it into a mm, I don't think this will work kinda folder three, three piles, and then I have a, a maybe folder, and right. then I have one that's like oh yes, definitely want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of the process I'm going through these submissions. That's awesome. Now you talked about. Uh, if you would ever want to do a full length play, is that uh, on the horizon? Do you think is is it more of an if, uh, more of a you know, win instead of an if? I think this might be the year. Yeah, we'll see. If I do, mm -hmm. uh, there, there's there's one that I'm really considering, and what I would do is probably break it up into four parts. Okay, so yeah. it'll cover a month. You know, one episode each week. Mm -hmm. um, that, that way people can kind of listen at their own pace and they don't have to be like, oh, I got to commit to a two hour podcast right, right now. Oh my gosh. Right. Uh, so yeah, so that's, I'm not going to confirm. Like I said, it's still something I'm thinking on because this is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. There's no income. I'm right. Just, <laughs> I just, well, if it's I get a passion time, project. Uh, passion yeah. Project. yeah. And, yeah. and, and you, you know this too, you know, having your own podcast, you're your own boss. Yeah. I don't have a schedule. Yeah. You know, I don't have deadlines. I, when real life allows me to have time and yeah. opportunity to get these things done, I do it. Yeah. Uh, luckily this past year, I've been able to get at least two each month. In December, I did four. Yeah. That's rare. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then in January, I only did one just because I had just done four. I just needed a quick little break. Let me just yeah. cut it down to one this month. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to stick to at least two each month. Okay. 
So, well, it's, and it's kind of the blessing and the curse of it. You know, you, you, it's a blessing in that you're not beholden to someone to really put anything, you know, if you go a month, if you take next month off just because you need to, and you want to read through these 200 scripts, it's okay. You're not <laughs> beholden to anyone, but the curse is, is like, you're also not making any income from it. You're not, uh, you know, no, no one's beating down your door. Although I believe you do have a Patreon page. If people do want to support gather by the ghost light and you've got some really cool swag and two books that are in uh, the bookstore in New York at, yes. at the uh, drama bookshop, the drama bookshop, which yes. is cool. <clears throat> yes. So just to update, I don't have the Patreon page anymore. I kind of, I, okay, I, 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 I didn't feel good about that. I don't know. There's you just have a buy me a coffee at least. I do have, to, I still have to buy me a coffee, there but you I don't, go. I don't put it out there though. I'm just buy like Jonathan, uh, a coffee in, in my show notes. The link is there. If people yeah. want to visit, but to support the podcast, support the podcast, you know? Um, yeah. Well, you know, and you know, that's one of the things is, you know, a lot of times people don't read show notes and, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, it, it, it does as a podcaster as well. Sometimes it feels like I, I'm begging for money. I'm not begging for money. It's like, if you like this and you want to support, please support, buy me a coffee. It, it, it's with no, with no you, commitment. It yeah. isn't like a, a monthly yeah. thing. It's like, yeah. you just want it one time. Here, yeah. Here you go. A couple bucks. A couple bucks. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, what really helps out podcasts even more though uh, and I'm saying this to you, listener, is that if you go to your favorite platform, whether it be Spotify, Apple, uh, Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts, if there's a way for you to give a rating, give a five-star rating for Gather by the Ghost Light. If there's a way for you to give a review, write a few words about either the play you just listened to or one of your favorite plays or just the process and the work that goes into the entire series of Gather by the Ghost Light. Leave a review because... Uh, generally, we get an email whenever a review gets posted somewhere. And let me tell you personally, it makes my day to hear someone uh, rave or or even give a critique or say, hey, this this really was important to me. And I loved this part of this uh, podcast or whatever. Keep doing what you're doing because those words of encouragement are exactly that. They help even more so than buying a coffee to keep you going and going on to the next episode and to doing more with what uh, you're passionate about. So if you have a chance, leave a five-star rating, write a review at whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. That's right. It does. Um, and you know, speaking of which, uh, the first episode that I ever launched was March 25th, 2020, mm -hmm. exactly, you know, three years ago. Um, and you know, that first episode was just, I recorded in, in my home. I had very, the equipment I have now is much better than what I had back then. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't, it, the quality was good for a podcast, I guess, but it wasn't kind of where I wanted it. But still, yeah. that first episode, and even, you know, the first episode, it isn't like you have thousands of listeners or, oh, you yeah. know, it's just, yeah. you know, it was mainly friends, family, and just, you know, people that got word of it. And just, there was so much positive feedback that came in. Not not even leaving reviews, but just messaging me personally. We're just yeah. like, hey, you know, I really like what you do. I'd, I'd love to hear more. I love the actors you chose. I love the way you put in the immersive effects and music. Yeah. And just even getting that personal message, not even a review, that just kind of made me be like, all right, I think I did something right. I might might keep doing this. And exactly. sure enough, three years later, <laughs> here yeah. I am. Going into year four. Going into year four. So Episode 50. Episode 50. That's great, man. That's great. I, I hope you have, I would say 50 more, but that sounds, that's not enough. I need more than 50 more. I need 50 times 50 more. Hey, as long as I can keep doing it, I'm going to keep doing it, I think. so. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a, I mean, like I said, you, you've got, I think your process down. I know as I've come in here as an actor before, you're, you're very considerate to your actors and, and how we are able to get everything done. And it's amazing to hear it on the backside because a lot of times you'll have it may be six or seven people in the cast on the actual program, but we're recording either by ourselves or maybe one or two people if we're lucky that's in here and you put it together as if we're all in, in the scene together and you cannot tell it, uh, not to give the behind the scenes, uh, <laughs> no, secrets, okay. uh, of the, uh, of the audio drama, not to, not to, you know, ruin the theater of the mind, but I mean, it's just amazing to hear what you can do uh, with what, what you have. And like I said, I, I personally appreciate it as a listener, uh, a, a fan of the podcast as a supporter of the podcast, but also as an actor that gets to be a part of something that I care that much about. So thank you, Jonathan. I thank really you. appreciate and, and that. I'll tell you, um, 
with those six and seven person casts, I probably would record everyone at once if I had that many mics. But I got I got two mics. So, <laughs> right. So that's oh, why I don't want to give that part of it. So that's why I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna put you guys on a on a schedule here. All right, you come at two o'clock, you come at three, you come at four. And sure enough, <laughs> as people are leaving, more people are coming in mm-hmm. and they just make a make a day out of it. On the bigger I haven't done too many with that big of a cast. It's usually two or three people. Um and those those tend to work out pretty good. Yeah, and, and you've got a, I know you've got a good stable of actors that you bring in, uh, folks. You know, Kate Daly, uh, that was in Lenora. Uh, she's done several plays before. You've you've asked me to do plays before, um, and th- the quality of work that they're they're able to bring out and the life they can bring to these characters. Uh, do you? do any casting calls for uh i mean because i do i know you know a lot of actors but do you ever like you know what i want something a little different i need to find someone different for this okay um being a stage actor as we talked about earlier i have met so i've worked with every local theater company in town pretty much yeah and uh i've just met so many actors over the years made great friends um i know a lot of people's strengths and and so whenever i read a script a lot of times I already kind of have people in you mind. You hear the other voices. Yeah, I have people through. in mind as I'm reading. Um, but I've kind of, I it, I have this kind of unwritten rule where every episode I try to bring in one new voice that I haven't used yet mm. and then keep, and then also bring in, you know, people that I've used before. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't work that way every time, but I do prefer that just because I'm I'm letting more people more yeah. local actors who, you know, maybe they auditioned for something, they didn't get cast in it, but they're great actors. They just didn't fit that part. I'm like, well, you know what? Let me give you something else. Yeah, I just try yeah. to, you know, bring in a new voice when I can. And then while keeping my regulars, mm-hmm. which you you know, you're a regular. So. Well, I, I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, yeah, no, and, and, I, and I think that's, uh, again, shows more of your heart. You're, you're, you're wanting to open up what you do to a larger group of people, not just listeners, people that participate in it as well. Because yes, it's a different it's a different process altogether when you're doing voice acting as opposed to stage acting and memorizing lines or whatever like that. And you can get so many different takes during a recording session. And and you're such a good director as far as like when we're doing those takes, you're like, oh, try it like this. All right, give me more of this because you again you have that you've heard it in your head already and you just need to bring out that performance in your actor but you're also very kind and if an actor has a suggestion like hey what if i do it like this and you're like hey let's roll on it and see what works you know you're never like nope shut up just just stand there and say the way i want you to say it so i, I appreciate that as yeah, an actor as well it's funny you say that because a lot of times <clears throat> as i'm listening to the voice actors record I'll, I always let them do what they want to do instinctually on the first take. I'm mm-hmm. like, let me just see how you interpret this. And then the next take, I might be like, you know what? Um, be a little more shocked, you know, or just however, whatever tone they need. Um, and then as I'm editing, most of the time, about 85%, I end up using that first take. I'm just yeah. like, you know what? Their instinct was right. I don't know what <laughs> I was talking about. Um, so that happens. Uh, oh, I do want to say um, there is one time that I did do sort of a casting call. Uh-huh. And it was when... Uh, Joanne Green wrote the play The Shed mm. in October. I think it was 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when that was released. But she needed a, a child actor in her script. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't worked with many child actors in town. I have no idea who's good, who's not good, um, yeah. who would be good to coach through this. So I reached out to Scott Seidel and Roy Lewis of the Augusta Players because mm-hmm. they have the Augusta Junior Players where they they have they know all the child actors. Yeah. And I told them what I was looking for, and they both gave me a couple of names. And the top of the list was this little little kid named Luke Romagnoli. Okay. And um, the first time that was the first time. So I was talking to his mom, and I was like, "Could you um, would he be willing to kind of just you know read some lines, and you just kind of send me the video? <laughs> it's sort of like a self tape." Yeah. I was like, yeah. I felt weird asking that. I was like, <laughs> I've never done this for anyone else, but I just don't know child act. I don't know who the good child actors are. Right. And. Man, his his self tape was just. As soon as I watched it, I was just like, "Okay, he's Done. got it." I was like, "I don't, I, I didn't get self tapes from anyone else." I was like, "Just," I was like, "I'm good. This is good." And I've used him several times since then, um, and since using him, the groups he's a part of in town, uh, musical theater workshop, and mm-hmm. the Augusta Junior Players, it's like 
his parents kind of spread the word to the other parents. So all, I've had I've had other parents reaching out to me saying, "Oh, if you ever need a kid, you yeah. know, let me know because we're interested too." Um, and you know, I, I, just, I don't need kids that often. Yeah. Um, but when they do come up, I'm, I'm glad that I have that sort of resource now that I can right. reach out to these other parents and kind of, you know, get a feel for which kids would be good for which parts. Yeah. Speaking of of amazing child actors, is that how you found your young actress for Sally's Lullaby, your short film? Yes, that is exactly. How I, yes. So I have a short film called Sally's Lullaby that's been in quite a few film festivals now. Um, Mia Price. Yeah. And yes, same thing. Uh, She's I, amazing. Well, and and the other thing about that is um, the actress that I had cast to play the mom. I was going to play the dad. Was Paige Black Cloud, which she's half Native American. Yeah. And so when I reached out to Scott and Roy, I was like, you know what? I kind of need a child with a, a olive type skin. So it's a, a child that would kind of look like would be our kid. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, and again, you know, pretty much uh, Mia's mom reached out to me for based on because they forwarded my email to her. And um, sure enough, same thing. She sent me a self. This is for the film, this wasn't yeah. for an audio play at the time. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she's amazing and she has the right look. And yeah. she was just perfect for this short film. Yeah. And she's she's won an awards for your short film as best she, actress. She has. She has gotten a best actress award at some of these film festivals it's yeah. been in. And uh since I knew she was so great, there was um an episode called Recess released recently. Yeah. Where yeah. I had already worked with her on that. I didn't even I didn't have to ask Scott or Roy about this one. I was like, you know what? I need me on the podcast. I was mm-hmm. like, she would be great. And then, so I got her and Luke, who I'd used previously to do that play recess. And fun fact, she is the voice of Lenora in the play that you kind of hear it in the flashback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask. I actually, yeah. So I, I, I didn't have her come here. It was just, you know, she just has three little lines. I was like, I'll come to you. It's mm-hmm. going to be kind of a dreamy effect on it. It doesn't have to be perfect quality. It doesn't have to be sound controlled. I was yeah, like, yeah. just... I'm going to process it anyway. So just let me come to you. Let me get these three simple lines. And she nailed it first try. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Again, just, just another testament of the quality and the extent you go to for this amazing product. Uh, I call it a product, but this is amazing show. <laughs> uh, Gather by the ghost light. Again, I am a huge fan of your work with this podcast. Um, is there anything that's in your dream journal, uh, tying back into Lenora, that you want to see come to life with the podcast? Uh, I mean, ultimately, yeah. Um, I'll say this: the momentum it's just been building up so much. I've got more listeners than ever right now, yeah. um, and because I can look. You could probably do the same on your podcast server. You can kind of look at your stats, yeah. And if I pull up my three-year graph mm-hmm. it's like it's that that little curve starts out so small yeah <laughs> back when it was just family and friends mm-hmm. and then as we went you know recording my plays and i started introducing other playwrights and it goes up and then just over the years and then um you know people spreading the word playwrights have their own following so they'll spread the word and it's just that that curve has gone up so much and now it's just like it Every time I look at it, there's there's more listens on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just such a great feeling. That's that's really all I want. It's like I have fun doing this because yeah. it doesn't, even though it's a lot of work, it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as long as people keep listening and keep tuning in, and and I like getting other writers' works out there, and yeah. all of them are so appreciative. Yeah. That, you know. I've never had anyone come back and be like, you know, I didn't really like the way this one turned out. Um, <laughs> could you take it down? You know, nothing yeah. ever like that. Everyone always loves the final product. A lot of them are really surprised. Um, mm-hmm. I go into each play as with a producer mind. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, there was a, a podcast you were part of actually, Ignatius Fliver and yeah. uh, what was the full name? And the Eye of Cthulhu. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I first read that script, um, it was a you know it was written as a stage play. Mm-hmm. And then I read it again. I was like, man, this this would sound cool. It's a really kind of old-timey radio drama thing. Yeah. And and I reached out to Don Goodrum, the writer, and I was like, hey, it's like, what do you think about this? I, I kind of want to put that old-timey radio effect on it. And I mean, could you write one of those cool little intros like previously on Ignatius Fliver and the Yeah. And and 
And he did. He yeah. was t- he was totally he liked the idea, mm-hmm. and um, he wrote out something that worked perfectly. And then same thing with the end. I was like, could you could you do like a next time on Ignatius Flip that that kind of just write yeah. out a, a short little paragraph? And he did that. And and again, it, it was something that he wasn't expecting, but just kind of because I went into it with a producer mind, I was just like, what, what can I what can I do to make this audio play stand out? Yeah, different from the stage play because that's mm-hmm. kind of what I like to do. Stage plays have their own platform. Yeah. That they do their own thing with that. Um, for the audio play, I kind of I like to introduce something else that maybe you can't do with a stage play. Right, right. Um, sort of like with the play Recess, <clears throat> the Kara Emily Krantz, the writer that wrote that. If you read her script, it says that those are played by adult actors, mm-hmm. and when they're kids, they're acting like kids, and then when they turn to the audience to give the adult monologues, they're they're themselves. Right. And so when I was talking to her, I was like, you know, I can get. I can get real kid actors, you know, to do the kid parts. And that way it's not just the same. And she just thought that was the coolest thing. She was like, oh, yeah, I would love to hear it that way because she's never seen it that way. Right, right. You know, when they do the stage play, it's just the adults. Yeah. And, and so just little things like that, I like to find uh, ways to make them just slightly different yeah. <laughs> than what you might see on stage. Yeah. Um, so That's awesome. Yeah, and, and you were talking about the the numbers going up, the more listeners, more people finding it. Again, like I said, every episode of the podcast, it's a little soldier that's out there and it just continues to work for it, it continues to be available for somebody to stumble across it and find it. But one of the best like feeling uh, statistics, if we're getting into that, it's not just the the listener count, but the number of countries oh, yeah. that you see your podcast having listened to. Like, you know, that you're like, wow, I have a lot of people in Ireland that listen <laughs> yeah. to my podcast, or I have a lot of people in Germany that listen to my podcast, or, you know, Spain, or these different countries around the world that are listening to your podcast. And it, it, it is small again, as I, I say, we feel like being here in, a, mm-hmm. in Augusta, Georgia, um, to, to know that this is a global product, that there are people around the world that are listening, enjoying, getting something from, being entertained by uh, yeah. something like this podcast. Yeah. And speaking of which, even the submission call I put out, I have writers from other countries <laughs> submitting yeah. to me. People that have heard, they're just like, hey, I heard, I, I love the show, I love the quality. And another thing, when I put out the submission call, um, I did <laughs> the listener hits went up kind of extremely with that because people are like, oh, let me see what this thing is. I want to submit to listen to it. Let me and listen so they to go it listen before, to it. Yeah. And they're just and then when they email me, they're like, oh man, I I just listened to like every episode. It took a few hours when I made it. And I was like, really? And and they're like, I just love it so much. I, I I'm glad I found it. And I'm glad you're doing a submission call. Here, here's the script. You know, check it out and let me know if it's if it's something you want to do. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it was I, and it kind of makes me wish I'd done submission calls in previous years <laughs> because I'm like, man, I could have got this bump um, earlier. But uh, but yeah, it's been a nice little little ride uh, having people discover it just because I was like, hey, I'm yeah. taking scripts, you know, yeah, um, check check it out and see see if you have something you want me to do with your scripts. So. Right. No, that's awesome. And, and again, I'm sure the word will spread even more between those those playwrights. Uh, actors, uh, you know, and then people that just again are become fans of the of the radio dramas and the and the stories that you tell. <laughs> uh, I again, uh, a big fan. I appreciate you and all the hard work that you do for Gather by the Ghostlight. Um, I have to ask this. This is one of one of the signature questions I ask on my podcast. We usually do this feature called a Fast Five, but I'm gonna just do a oh, do it. I'm gonna do a do a speedy single with you. All oh right. Gosh. It, it, we'll, we'll see if this like makes it, it to the These give me anxiety. I listen no, to your no. podcast. The Fast Five's always... No, uh, it's not supposed to be stressing. Okay, 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 okay. All right, here we go. What is this? Like, you ask me something, I just tell you... Uh, yeah, okay. first thing, I was, first right. answer off the top of your head. Toilet okay. paper, over or under? Oh, man, over. Over, okay. Over, yeah. It, it's, it just, that it makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Jonathan, thank you so much for allowing hey, me to interview you yeah. on your podcast. Again, I do think so, it um, would be interesting if you had interviewed yourself, but you know, maybe you know, you'll replace my voice with your voice. I don't know. It's like, I, I played yeah. with that idea and I was like, <laughs> you know, people would think I'm absolutely ridiculous if, <laughs> if that happened. Uh, but you know what? A year from now when I do another one of my plays, I would love to have you back on. And Absolutely. Before then, I'm before then, please, I, I'm I, gonna I, obviously have you back on to do some more, uh, <laughs> some more voice work. So, hey, man, thanks for coming out. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. And um, I'll catch you next time. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. And if you are associated with a theater and you would like to produce the play you heard today on your stage, send an email to gatheredbythegostlight at gmail.com. And if you would like to have some cool Gather by the Ghostlight merchandise, 
t-shirts are available in the merchandise link in the show notes along with the year one and year two books and those are also available on amazon this program is supported in part by the greater augusta arts council through a grant from its partner agency the national endowment for the arts this episode featured an original score by composer exist strategy intro and outro music as always is provided by artist jk47 And if you enjoy this podcast, maybe you're a longtime listener, or maybe this is the first episode you've ever heard. Let us know. Please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also be sure to follow Gather by the Ghostlight on social media to stay up to date on new episodes. I'm Jonathan Cook, and as always, stay safe, and I'll see you next time we Gather by the Ghostlight. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.